All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I hate to break the fishing news up here, Amchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in episode 182 of the Nation Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler, your Remchuk. Joining me for today's episode is Bag Milk. Jay, oh, there's Chalmers popping in right as we start recording. Wanye's here as well. Wanye is riding in the brand new Nation Beer G-Wagon. What's that experience like? It is amazing. I'm providing no value to anybody except I'm riding shotgun, looking at people in their cars and flexing. There's a bit of an echo on your mic. Oh, yep. There she is. Um, So we'll get that sorted out. But Chalmers, thanks for popping in right as we started recording. You're cruising around as well. Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm cruising around job site to job site. Now I'm getting to go pick up some lumber. So uh, how's everybody doing? I saw doing very well. I saw that nation, the nation beer whip yesterday. Uh, Jared had to boot for me because I have no ID right now. And the fine folks at the liquor stores don't believe that I am the age that God created me at. So blessed for Jared and sales dropping me off some nation beer yesterday. Did you lose both your passport and license at once? No, I, well, I went to re-register my vehicle and I needed a new driver's license. So I was like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, fine. And then I, act, when we got back from Vegas in February, I just accidentally forgot my passport at my sister's house. Wow. And I haven't been there in three months because of a pandemic. So what are you going to do? I'm idealist. You do not exist. I do not. I'm that's, off the grid. That's no good. Have you ever Have you ever lost your passport and your ID at the same time? Have been absolutely <laughs> identificationless? Not no, good. no. Th- this is the first. <laughs> this is not a good feeling. I have had that happen. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm just... Man, no one. I'm just running with that uh, the old paper printout right now. That's all I got. Oh, yeah. That, that'll get you nowhere. Especially not when I need beer and look like I'm 12. Well, we're also, I should let everyone know that coming up in about 20 minutes on the podcast, we're going to be bringing in our guy Emad from Yegburger. He's going to chat to us a little bit about uh, an event we're doing with them with the Nation or a Nation Burger event. Is that what we're calling it, Bag Milk? It is called the Nation Burger Combo. There you go. And that is tomorrow for 20 bucks. No, tomorrow. Well, this is also this is also including the Gagne Burger Chalmers, which was available what, is it all, all month. month. Oh, well, oh shit. Okay. I mean, we've only got a few days left, so if you're getting out to Yeg Burger, you got to do it now. We'll also chat to him about how he makes his burgers so delicious and about the experience of working with Sam Gagne 
Emad's an Oilers guy. Proud sponsor of my pregame podcast, which might be coming back. Um, shout out to Frank. Was that Frank? Frank? Was that hot dog? That's Frank. I'm, oh, that's Frank. I'm, in, I'm in the car. Hot dog is nowhere to be seen. He cannot disrupt us, even though he's going to try his best. Fair enough. But yeah, we'll be chatting with Emad in a little bit. Uh, also, I want to get this out of the way off the start. You guys have been like teasing Nation Coffee on all your Instagrams over the last few days. As someone who is not in the loop when it comes to this kind of stuff, can you explain to me what is Nation Coffee? Is it actually happening or is this a hoax? Nothing is a hoax with us. Okay. We're teasing. It's happening. Any more details or we just know Nation? Do you want more context? I don't know if it's still state secret or not. No. We have partnered up with a fantastic fucking roaster, and we are partnering up and uh, launching a Nation Coffee with a suggested serving size of five cups, and we're going to start selling this stuff. Hopefully, middle to end of next week, we're just getting the labels printed. Nation Coffee is a thing. As Wanya perfectly coined, it is the perfect cure for a night on the Nation beer. It's, it's synergy at its finest. We can't wait to launch it. I've tried the coffee. Being a bit of a coffee snob, I do enjoy it, and I hope everyone else does, and I can't fucking wait to launch it because I'm very excited about this. So question, this is just like a, is it kind of like one of those rock star type pre-mixed coffee things you get in a can? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. This, is, uh, this is legit coffee. So it's, we're going to sell it two different ways, uh, and that's uh, we're going to sell it as beans or sell it as ground. So some people like to grind their coffee. And then make it. Some people don't have a grinder, like Monier and myself, and we need the ground. So we're going to be pushing it through that. And then, depending on the success of it, there might be some other applications that we might apply with it. But uh, no, we're uh, we're taking a run at Folgers because fuck Folgers. That's what I say. Is that going to be the, the motto? Wake- yeah, I think so. Fuck, fuck Folgers. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but now that we're kind of moving our way through all the housekeeping, should let everyone know that the Real Life Podcast as always, is brought to you by the fine folks at Jappa Machinery Group. Check them out online, jappamachinery.com. They're part of the XCMG group. They're also a certified Cummins dealer. What I like about them, I say it every time, you go to their website. If you like doing things online, you can hit the Get a Quote button, or you can call them directly, 780-962-5272. They're always accessible. If you call them at 3 in the morning, they will... uh, Maybe I shouldn't make promises that I, I personally can't keep, but I believe if I called Jap at three in the morning, they'd pick up for me. They'll just, forward, they'll just forward their phone to you, Tyler, so you can uh, own up to the promise you just provided. If that's what it's going to take to keep Jappa happy, I'm willing to do that because I love Jappa so much. Uh, the big item, I suppose, for today's podcast is Edmonton as a hub city for the NHL. We Earlier in the week, we got Gary Bettman coming out saying he's confirming the 2014 format. Uh, Devin Dubnik came out last week and kind of said like, yes, the format's confirmed, but nothing else is. And it sounds like it's not certain that they're actually going to play these games. But if they do return, we know how it'll work. We know it'll be two hub cities. And around these parts, you've had Jason Kenney, Dina Hinshaw sort of putting a little bit of pressure almost on the federal government to waive that 14-day period. Um, Some people think it'll be a good economic boost for the city of Edmonton to have the, to have Rogers Place in the downtown core as a hub for the NHL. But I kind of wanted to go around the table and get your guys' thoughts on that. And I'll start with you, Jay. Edmonton as a hub city. Do you like it just because you're an Oilers fan? Or do you like it because you actually think it could be good for local businesses? Well, I think it's good because it's a safe place to do it, uh, globally speaking, right? I think, you know, if, 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 if Dr. Hinshaw... Is, is going public saying that, you know, this can work here. Like, that that means a lot coming from her. It's not anyone trying to force the narrative. This is coming from someone whose job is to oversee the public's health. So I think from that perspective, it's huge. The uh, Yes, of course, as an Oilers fan, I want, our, I want everyone to come to Edmonton. I want all these pending free agents to come to Edmonton and see that it's fucking awesome. So when it's time to uh, sign them, when we go on our, when our window opens, which is already open, we, we can get these guys to come join us. Uh, as opposed to the economic thing, that's uh, helping the economy. That's uh, that's up for debate. Obviously, there's going to be a ton of money flowing in. It's going to be going into a very kind of uh, focused niche pocket of our economy. Uh, but 
there's going to be uh, a, bu- a bunch of people are going to be getting jobs from it. That's good. I know like Rogers Place, when it's fully functional, it's basically the size of a small city in terms of how many people are, are working there behind the scenes. So the fact that that gets activated, gets a bunch of people to work, that's good. Obviously. Right. Uh, right. On- Let me interrupt you for a second. There's not going to be fans, right? No. Well, okay, that's so obvious. they're only going to need like, like rink staff and stuff. So my real question is, is what, what, what section of business and commerce stands to be affected the most by this happening? There's obviously there's, food services because all these players are going to need to eat and I highly doubt they're going to have well teams flying in chefs and doing like full team meals for them so so there's accommodations for the players and there's food and beverage that these players are going to need is that who stands to benefit the most like actually break down who stands to benefit from this happening in our city because I have yet to hear anybody do that for me well, yeah, that's why I'm saying it's going to be kind of like a focused little portion within our economy that's going to be. But the on benefit. who? So it's, does it, it's going like, to, like, it's going to be the hotel. Well, okay, let's walk through this. People, players need to stay somewhere. So we've yep. got the hotel. So the hotel is going to need to ramp up their staff because they're going to be at full fucking capacity during that time, which is probably going to be unforeseen uh, for them. And so they're going to have to level up staff. So that's a good thing. That's job. Now, who's getting the profit from it? Obviously, a singular entity, so not the overall economy, but there's going to be, you know, some increased jobs. Rogers Place, yes, there's going to be fans. So from the vendor side, yeah, there's not going to be staff, but just from the whole rink operation side, that's going to ramp up. I don't know if you've been into the underbelly of Rogers Place, but because our good friend Larvenin won me a barbecue, I got to drive the nation truck right into the fucking belly of the beast and see how many people are working behind the scenes that will be coming back to work. So. It's not thousands and thousands and thousands of jobs it's going to create, but there's going to be hundreds of jobs for sure that are going to be back to normal, not back to normal, but created as a result of this. You're not going to see, you know, people going to, uh, you know, West, well, yeah, I don't think they can go to West Edmonton Mall and start stimulating the stores there because I think they're going to kind of control the experience um, that uh, and limit, limit the exposure to the players and try to create some sort of bubble. So it is going to be niche, but there is going to be some there is going to be some economic activity from this. But you're right, Chalmers. There isn't there isn't anything concrete, and, but and there's going to be a ton of money that's going to flow into our I'm city. Not, I'm not asking because I don't want this to happen. I want this to happen more than anything. But I just don't want to sit at get-togethers or hear people say, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be great for our economy if this becomes a hub city. This is going to be fantastic." I don't want them to have to do their own thinking as to why that is. That's an easy statement to say. This is going to be great for us. But nobody, like, I think it, it helps when guys like you, Wanye, who, who you think of the factors that not many other people think about when it comes to having Edmonton as a hub city. And maybe you can help people not sit at a party and say, this is going to be great for our economy without being able to actually explain why that is. You want me to tell you something? Am I echoing or am I okay? You're good. You sound great. Listen to me. Do you mean to tell me the entire Eastern Conference is going to be playing nonstop hockey in Edmonton? Is this what we're saying? Yeah. Basically, what they're looking at doing is 14 teams in two cities. For how 12 long? Te- 12 teams in two cities, sorry. For how long? Could be a couple months. You mean to tell me as a puck bunny in spirit, half the NHL is here to bang for three months and they can't go anywhere? <laughs> well, they, that hasn't been determined yet. You mean to tell me that the puck bannies of Edmonton are not allowed to touch any of the players? Because they're all in quarantine? Is that yes. what you're telling me? This is the best of times and the worst of times to be a puck bunny in the NHL. They're all here, but no one can touch anything. <laughs> so the puck well, bunny economy the will suffer. Yeah. Economy is <laughs> economy. Everyone's getting condoms, and the condom sales will go through the roof. But I do think there's going to be, like, if, if there's 12 teams full of players, each team's allowed to bring 50 people. That's a lot of people that need to eat. They're going to have, you know, there's going to be restaurants around the area that are going to benefit. There's going to be, you know, I mean, booze sales is going to benefit all the surrounding areas. If dropping a thousand people in Edmonton and having them stay here for eight weeks, Patrick Kane can only spend so much money here, even though he's not in the East, um, when everything's shut, right? On the one hand, it's awesome. You're like, Edmonton's just as fun as Manhattan right now, but it's because Manhattan is completely closed. On the second half of that, though, 
I don't think it's going to be that big of a boost locally necessarily, but restarting the games and then gambling and everyone ordering extra wings now because they want to watch the game and shit. That's where the real the benefit. I'm is. I'm going to eat after I play golf these days, and I'm we're walking around our golf course six feet apart, and everything is great. They have they have a, but then we go upstairs and we sit at a table no further than a foot apart. Now places downtown where these players are going to potentially stay they they're open like these players are going to go they're going to go out i mean they're going to go out and they're going to sit if they're allowed like that's i don't even know if it's allowed the next big thing is is i think if they're Chalmers, hockey, sorry, Chalmers, sorry to interrupt you i think they're going to have to maintain a stricter quarantine than normal civilians right? i would expect that too i would expect them to be in a bubble maybe Team not even allowed to go to joey's bell tower you know it'll all be it'll all be in the like joey's will will deliver but they're all in their, their sealed-off banquet room in the hotel. See, and John Tavares so, but, said they don't want that. He said the players want to have some sense of normalcy, and he doesn't want it to just be hotel to rink, rink to hotel, hotel to rink, day well, in, day what out. John, what Javon, well, John Tavares doesn't understand is that if they, it, like, two cases are not going to shut down this whole thing, but you open up that little bubble and it gets penetrated, and all of a sudden some sort of little outbreak happens. Yeah. It's all done. It's all fucking done. Bundesliga, Bundesliga isn't skipping a step, and yep. they're getting some cases are kind of bubbling up or, 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 or happening. It's it's been minimal. They had a whole team go on quarantine. Oh, there you go. So they're 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 kind of being resilient through this, but also they're not locking them in just the rooms and just the dressing rooms. John Tavares, you jerk. We're providing you a fucking golf course. That is that is locked up, like uh, that's been locked up for you to use. We're providing outdoor amenities. We're going to be we're going to be providing a bit, uh, adding as much lifestyle into this biosphere as we can. We've created a it's, pool it's, of seven hundred bio quarantine puck bunnies to choose from. Yeah, they're all in self quarantine. They're all being tested hourly. You'll be fine, John Tavares. Don't worry. Yeah, it's interesting for me. Like, there's a part of me that looks at this and it's starting to feel really political with the Alberta government, like pushing the federal government real hard to lift the 14-day quarantine for professional athletes, which they did in the States. So I know you guys, I mean, specifically Jay and Wanya, you guys running a couple local businesses, you've seen these, you've had to go through these problems firsthand. Is it smart for Alberta or Canada to lift this 14-day quarantine for professional athletes, like, is it okay to risk a potential outbreak because of an athlete coming in for the sake of bringing the NHL to Edmonton? Or do you think we need to err more on the side of caution with that? It's a necessary step. If they test everyone before they board on that plane to come to Edmonton and they, and they test negative, then at least we've taken a, a measure to reduce that risk that you just talked about. But it's a necessary I'm not worried. step. I'm not worried about any risk coming to Edmonton. If they're going to come to Edmonton for the NHL, come bring all the risk you want. I don't give a shit. Okay, but I what's the benefit? Back. I want to watch it. But does it matter if it's hockey in Edmonton or hockey in Columbus, Ohio, Chalmers? Because you're still going to be watching it on TV. No, and yeah, that's why. And that's why. So that's a perfectly set up argument for why when I'm sitting at a at a barbecue, if somebody says to me it's coming to Edmonton, it's going to be great for the economy, I can say it's better if it just goes to fucking Montreal. I don't care if it's here. We're going to get the same thing. We're going to get the money. Or we're going to get, sorry, the hockey. The NHL is going to get the money that they need to sustain. And our economy is going to lose that tiny bit of, you know, the uptick. But at what risk were we getting that uptick? So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm just, I want people to not just say it has to be here because the economy is going to benefit from it. The but economy is going to benefit from it regardless because I'm more likely to go to Joey's and watch a hockey game in the, in the bar than I would be before. But we're also, there's another point just to be made that we're also talking about, the NHL is still in phase one of four, and we're on May 28th, and we're talking about nothing hitting the ice until at least July. So between now and July, a whole shitload can change. I was, in terms of just like freedom of what could the players may or may not do, how Edmonton's looking in terms of COVID cases, there's a whole lot that can change between now and then. Of course, but let's operate as if it's all coming back. And really, that's what the fucking big thing that matters is that all this is happening and why Edmonton is being pushed for a hub city is we're bringing fucking, we're, we're doing our best to bring hockey back. But if you want to talk about the long tail benefits of Edmonton being a hub city, it, Edmonton is going to be put on blast and documented from 14 different fucking U.S. markets 
that have no fucking clue who we are and where we live and how good it is. So there's going to be some branding and long tail marketing benefits from having the teams play here because these markets don't have a choice but to hear about Edmonton for two fucking months. And that's a real benefit. Sure. So, but what if it goes poorly here? What if, what if the two arenas, like they have, they have obviously Rogers place. And then that other little arena that the, uh, God damn, I don't even know what the community arena. arena. Yeah. Yeah. So that they play at, they play there, but where else are they going to play? They could practice at McEwen is right there. Nate's right there. Yeah. Nate's right there. McEwen doesn't have a rink though. Do they, they just use the downtown rink. Oh yeah. Exactly. But so yeah, Nate's right there. You could quarantine off Nate or that rink and you could have teams just bussing there from their hotel and just using yeah. that as a practice only rink. And then you could have Oliver. the downtown community rink. Oliver's there as well, though. That might be a little bit too small. Oliver. Holy Christ. Well, I couldn't even get you nice. well, Hey, what's the perfect solution? There isn't one, but at least downtown, we've got two arenas sm- smashed together and like three others within, within 10 minutes of where they would be staying. I understand what you're saying. I'm just, I, I also know that you have rose colored glasses on when it comes to this city being able to host anything. And when I think of 14 teams coming here, it scares me. It, it makes What's me nervous. What's the limitation? <laughs> what what limitation? I don't know what you mean. Like eight. Teams. You're saying you're saying Edmonton can't do it. So why can't we? I'm not saying they can't do. Well, I'm you're not sa- not saying it. I'm not. I'm saying that it scares me. I'm not saying that they can't pull it off. But like, I'm why why that- does it why does it scare you? Of all of us on the podcast, you're the one that's out and about probably the most. Not in that regard. It scares me that they're not going to be able to, that when they finally get here and the hotels are up and running. Not the disease doesn't scare me, that type of thing. The virus, sorry, that doesn't scare me. What scares me is that these teams all come here. The plan is laid out great. They get to, they, they go and they're practicing at the arenas and it's not working. It's not fucking working. The 14 teams aren't getting their shuttles on time. They're not getting to their practices on time. They're getting pissed off that they're not prepared for their games. The games aren't happening. And, you know, there's, there's logistical problems that they run into. That's so then whose fault about. is that? Is that the city or is that the NHL? Because the NHL is pulling the lever, levers and running the logistics. Call it whoever's fault you were. I'm not, I'm not sitting here. I'm not trying to figure out whose fault that would be. What I'm saying is is if they come here and it's a fucking disaster, it's worse than if it comes here. And it's, a, like it's, it's worse than it is if it comes here and it's a huge success. The, the benefit. What, what do we get? What do we really get out of it all? The fact that we get to say we were one of the hub cities because we were great at keeping this thing under 600,000 confirmed cases or 600 confirmed cases in this city since this whole thing started. Like, to quote Michael Jordan, why would I worry about a shot I haven't taken yet? You know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of people out there whose jobs are to worry about the shot that hasn't been taken. I agree. Yet. I, I but that, but that, well, let them do their jobs. You yeah, know, they need to do their jobs. You know, you want to sit here and have five Dr. Hinshaw. Sure, but you Dr. want to sit here and have five guys that just say, Edmonton is the best place for this. This is absolutely perfect. Don't question anything. Let's just do this. Let's have it here. And what, you want to be the guy that sits next, to, sits next to Joel Euler, and they say, oh, this is going to be great for the economy. And you say, who stands to benefit the most? And they go, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just simply throwing out my, my, my concerns. Well, think about think about Joe, Joe Bus Company who's sitting on fucking buses who can't use them right now, who's now going to get a contract to drive hockey players to and from. That's a fucking win. Think about the hospitality sector that needs to feed these guys. That's a win. I'm not saying this is going to cure our economy. It's going to have a, it's going to provide benefit. You can't argue that it's tough to quantify. It's going to be minor, but the big thing is, is Edmonton is a safe place to do this. And if the mission is to get hockey back, that's why Edmonton should be picked. Sure. I just don't want all of that to happen. And then 80% of the players from the teams that come and stay here that aren't Oilers go, this place was a fucking shithole. It was, and, and Edmonton becomes the face of, the fa- of, how, of what didn't work about it. I just don't want that. Edmonton in August is as nice as it gets. Yeah, yeah I mean... Of course. And they'll be in the nicest spot in Edmonton. That's not my point. My point is, is if they come here and the experience is absolutely awful for them. You're so worried why would that it be Edmonton's going to get unfairly blamed for something the NHL does. 
a hundred percent. Thank yeah. you for finally seeing my point. I, I, yeah. Well, Buck, thank you for properly articulating it instead of <laughs> shitting on Edmonton like Chalmers is. Who is shitting on Edmonton? <laughs> Fuck, you, you always are. do that. You don't you like Edmonton. As if I'm Edmonton. If I didn't like this place, would I have fucking lived here my whole life and never left and never gone? Of, like, buddy, this is my fucking home. This is my home. And that's why I'm protecting it from this. That's fair. Chalmers loves Edmonton. He loves it for fair. My question, though, would be, like, if Edmonton does get nominated as a hub city, don't you think anybody involved with that process would want to go to 110% to make sure that whatever you're worried about does not happen? I hope so, and that's why I hope it's here, and I hope it goes great. I just... We can't all just sit here and be fucking Jay. Of course I hope it's here. I think it would be awesome, but you can't... I can also... I can hope it's here. But at the same time, question why it shouldn't be and question how they can fuck it up. That's, I don't just look at things one way like you sometimes where I just go, it has to be here because it's the best place on earth because the River Valley is beautiful in August. That's not, that's not going to get that's, the fucking job that's done. Not, that's green not what trees, I'm saying. An accidental beach showing up isn't going to get the NHL and this whole thing to go perfectly. The fact nah, that but that's not what I'm saying. That is what you're saying. Fuck that's you, you're Chuck. How the fuck do you think that's a hot take? Because uh, I just think this is also fucking funny. That's also why I throw the best party. I throw the best party because I think of every single person that's coming to the party and how they're maybe maybe one of my friends like ice a bit more than the other one. Maybe my friend one of my friends like Coke Zero. You know, you're the one that has parties and you have Jolt Cola and that's it, bro. Because you don't think of all the shit that could go wrong. You only think uh, of right, it. Sorry. Yeah. Look at my body of work. Uh, little Brick Cafe. <laughs> Let's see. My body is it of work. Is it as successful as it is because we sold Jolt Cola? Or did we put a lot of effort into Oh my into God, it's a metaphor for how you look at the city, JR. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, this is great. This is why this is why Chalmers is on the show because Chalmers has been ranting like this since he was fourteen, and the only and he finally showed up. Listening, <laughs> the only is us. Now Chalmers is ranting with a good side of money. Now it made way more sense. Good job, Chalmers. You're welcome. But see what's what's going to happen from this is people out there that tweet us on Twitter, or like that hit, get us on Instagram or hit us up on Twitter. They're going to say Chalmers didn't want it here because they're and they're going to be wrong. Chalmers does want it here. Chalmers also Chalmers doesn't want it here. I just wrong. tweeted, Chalmers doesn't want Edmonton to be a hub city. <laughs> I already liked it. <laughs> I liked it, too. I can't. Hey, anyway. everyone, fuck. Let's talk about Twitter voting right now. Please, everyone should fucking talk. moms don't air. Chalmers, if there's one thing we can actually side with here is how Mama has been a good lady to us and how she makes a great donor, and she's in the battle of her life to try to win the David, David uh, region. And that's another reason why the NHL should have Edmonton as a hub city because of Mama Donaire. So I'm going to I'm going to once again put my neck out here, and I'm going to say Mama Donaire. I, I probably call four people, four women in this world that are mamas, my mama. Just it's like a tier term of endearment. I got mine and three others, and one of them is Mama for Mama Donaire. She fed us for all of our years between 18 and 27 after the bar. It was like a staple in my life. Now. I love you, Mama. But and our our fantasy football trophy is named after this woman. There is she is a collect like she's a connection to us. Here's my thing. I've only ever eaten there, maybe midnight on. Okay, that's I'm fine. Worried, I, I've never been there during the day. Does it hold up? Is it a date? Is it does it hold up as a daytime place? So you So your 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 in your indirect cousin, whiskey woman. Yes. Went to mom's this week because she was on the uh, uh, in the bracket and went there and said, A, the donor was great. Mama was working and was beyond nice and mm-hmm. so, so kind. Surveyor Brett went while he was working for lunch two days ago. Same review. Good donor and mama is a saint. That's well, you best. guys, uh, before you guys continue on, you guys need to make a push here because currently Richard's donor is leading with 52.2% what of the What the hell vote. is Richard? But that's just on Twitter, right? On Twitter, yes. On Facebook, Mama is also down at forty-five percent. I haven't. Chalmers, we got some work to do. I haven't checked Flex your muscles. I love donors. (laughs) 
Speaking of local restaurants, right, we, yelled right right right. we, we yelled and we yelled and we're like five <laughs> candles that all snuffed out. Oh, I, ju- I just had a uh, an iced coffee popsicle, so I was vibing off of the caffeine there for a bit. That was a wild 15 minutes of podcasting. I must say, I barely said a word the whole time. You guys were just yelling. Jay brought his body of work into it like he was Meryl Streep winning a Tony Award. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, know what, you know what the other thing, though, is? Well, JR, I took with- offense to Jolt Cola. Oh, uh, yeah, but that was because you're, cause you're, you, cause you knew you were to be you better because it was you right. Better point, listen, you better point to your body at work when you're standing in front of the whole academy getting a standing ovation. Not right. right. About JR, JR, by having this podcast, don't you think that to people that listen to it, that we, you owe them, um, you owe them to not just constantly tell them what the same Joe Euler's going to tell them at a barbecue. Like, not to just, like, we all know the city's great. We all know that. Don't you think it's your duty to educate them as to why they should think that way or why it's better to think that way? And I, I think I've been very, I think I've been very concise why I think Edmonton should be a hub city. And, and what did I lead with? I didn't say because I'm a passionate Edmontonian. I said it's because it's actually a safe place to do it. That's why Edmonton should be a hub city. And then I talked about the other elements because that was something you asked me my input on. My my opinion why why Edmonton should be a hub city is don't air, but also the fact that it's a safe place. It's probably the safest market in in any NHL city. Like I don't even know what the set. What's the other city that they're talking about right now? Is it I've got the, oh, I've, got, Toronto, I've got the list just, for you. Toronto is just laughable. Like this is no, unbelievable. yeah, that's why well, I'm not shocked. Toronto would say Toronto. I've got I've got the list for you here, boys. Uh, it's Chicago. Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Pittsburgh, oh, not there. Toronto, and Vancouver. Fuck, get us out of Vegas. Like, I, hold on, hold as on. As the Oilers don't play there, we want every other team there. If the Oilers are not in Vegas, then fuck yeah. It'll be Vegas Minnesota and again, Columbus please? are my predictions. Can you please say the city in Minnesota again, Bagnos? <laughs> yeah. Minneapolis. <laughs> Oh no! Minneapolis. Sorry, Minneapolis? I threw another end in there. I threw in a couple extra ends in there. Minneapolis. But do you know that it's that's not Minneapolis? Minneapolis? Or is this I like do. When I thought it was that's... pronounced asterisk. Yeah. So I threw some. Uh, I threw a couple of extra ends in there. A couple of bonus ends. Got for enough the fine going folks. on right now. Bag milk. It doesn't need you talking no. shit about its name. Hey guys, Minneapolis. We've done cousin uh, to Minneapolis. We've done a lot of talking about uh, local businesses. And I think it's time we uh, bring our friend Emad into the conversation. So I'm going to hit. I wonder if he's been. I wonder if he's been to Minneapolis. Probably not, but we'll wait for him to pick up here. Uh, excited to talk to him a little bit about uh, the experience of working with Sam Gagne. I know he's a big Oilers guy. He's got the Gagne Burger out now at Yegburger. I love the fact that he is a sponsor of the Oilers Nation pregame podcast. One of my favorite spots. I remember the first time I ever had Yegburger. It was at the Oilers Nation golf tournament. Emad served it to me himself, I believe. It was delicious. I shot a, I shot great on the back nine, and now I have it. It's my go-to Sunday hangover meal when I'm watching football on the couch. Emad, how's it going? Good. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Good, brother. How are you? I am good. I am good. Uh, we are here to chat with you a little bit about the Sam Gagne burger and the experience of working with Sam Gagne. Uh, for you, being a guy who, you know, you're plugged into the local sports scene, Oilers guy, what was that experience like getting to work with Sam Gagne? Uh, you know what? It's uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, great guy, um, and everyone knows who is an Order fan that how uh, tight he's been with the community and how much he loves uh, Edmonton. So in the beginning, you know, reaching out to him, we didn't think we'd get uh, a response, but he responded, and uh, the rest is uh, history. You know. Yeah, we had him on the podcast last week. He was great, an absolute gentleman. Uh, one thing that's come out of this, I mean, we've talked on here with Jay and Wanye about, you know, what local businesses have had to go through, but there has been a bit of a community rallying as well with all this COVID stuff. How nice was it to sort of, I mean, you've always been great in the community, but to be able to do this with Gagne, but also help out in Edmonton charity as well. How much did that mean to you? Uh, it meant a lot. You know, first, when I first opened the business, I never thought of this aspect of running the business. Um, but to, to give back to the community like we always try to do. And then during the pandemic, um, it's been absolutely fantastic um, to try to help out and give back to the food bank. Because there's a lot of people out there who are in need 
and you know, for for us, we're doing actually we're doing okay. And um, living in this great city, we don't really have much to uh, complain about. You mentioned uh, when you first started Yegburger. For those who are listening, who have uh, maybe never had a chance to check you out or haven't heard about you, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, why you started Yegburger and what makes it so great? You know, I had a passion for uh, cooking, and um, I always wanted to open a burger restaurant. So prior to this, I was in management and operations. So I figured with my cooking skills and um, being around uh, the kitchen for such a long time and my management skills, why not put both of them together? So I had a great passion for it. Um, It's almost been three years now. And uh, it's been fantastic. And what kind of sets us apart from a lot of the other pl- uh, places is that we use fresh ingredients and in everything. Um, our buns, our bread is made locally as well. Um, I pick that up every single morning, um, actually from a local Sobeys. Um, so as long as we use fresh ingredients, I think uh, we'll always put out a good product. I'll put the call out to the others on the pod right now if you guys want to chime in with a question as well but that's what i love too like i I, you go there you not only get a good burger you get a hell of a milkshake as well and you always have the different specials running that we're highlighting on the pregame podcast as well the fries i think it's almost like the lead gets buried a little bit because i love the fries so much but the burgers are tremendous as well uh what talking about local business and, and that kind of thing you mentioned you've done okay has it been just sort of an uptick in curbside pickups and all that has been tough for you to kind of adjust to the new normal of not allowing a lot of people in the restaurant at once? Yeah, for sure. There's guidelines that have been uh, brought out uh, by Alberta Health Services that we do have to follow now. So we've opened only three of our tables. So we're at 30 for about 30% capacity. Um, I think we're going to leave it there for a while. Um, but prior to that, like the last two weeks of March were very, very tough on us um, as they were on a lot of other businesses. But the community has really rallied and uh, got behind local businesses. And even myself, um, we're not open on Mondays, and I make sure on Monday I go support local. Emad Bag Milk here. First of all, I miss the uh, buttermilk chicken so, so much. I need to come see you. It's been a minute since I had it. Uh, I want to talk about what we got going on tomorrow. It is a burger party. You can get a chance at the Gagne Burger, a token orange creamsicle and fries. 20 bucks. Tell us about how all these come together for you. Um, you know what? Doing the token bitter milkshake has been awesome. Um, I was surprised on how well um, uh, it, it's been doing. We're going to keep that milkshake for the month. Uh, but putting that all together was, okay, another local business with token bitter, doing the Sam Gagne thing, giving a, you know the community and our followers and our customers a little bit of a break um, on the price. And then this way, $2 uh, from every combo goes to the food bank. And we, we already ran this promo a couple weeks ago. It was very successful. And uh, seeing how we're doing this with a nation this week, um, I hope it's even more successful. We're ready for everyone to come down tomorrow and try it. I can't wait to get down there myself. Tyler, one question. One more question I have is, when Sam Gagne put his burger together, Emad, what were your kind of thoughts about how he kind of composed his sandwich? You know what? Um, I'm more of a classic guy for sure. Uh, when he's like, uh, I want uh, guacamole or avocado on it and uh, hot sauce and feta, I was like, uh, okay, whatever you want. You know, I'm not going to argue with the guy. But, but honestly, when I first uh, tried it, uh, I put a little bit of my spin on it. I added a jalapeno aioli uh, with the jalapeno, um, and we okayed that with him. When I first tried it, I was like, wow, it, this is a fantastic burger. It's um, it's uh, it's very different, but very good. It reminds, we tell people, it reminds us of uh, a jalapeno popper. Mm. One of my favorite things about Yegburger is the different milkshakes of the month, the burgers of the month. I got to ask, do you come up with all of those ideas on your own? Um, I, I'm inspired, uh, you know, by, you know, social media, food network. Um, I take some ideas and kind of put my twist on them. Um, but yeah, it's been a little tough some months. Like, uh, honestly, I'm glad Sam got on board last month. I had a brain fart and I was like, I don't know what to do. And then when he reached out, I was like, you know what? That solves a problem for me. And it's, uh, it's been pretty good. But yeah, I try to come up 
with everything myself. And then, you know, some customers may throw us some ideas. You, you're an Oilers fan, obviously, right? Absolutely. Okay, got to ask. We went through this question a couple weeks ago on the podcast. What is your first ever Oilers memory? What's your, like, when you first think about, you know, whenever you started watching them, what's memory number one for you when it comes to the Oilers? You know, I was a kid growing up in Castle Down. And actually, I grew up, it's funny, I grew up like a block away from where the restaurant is. And when I was a kid, I watched the orders. And when they won the cup, Grant Fuhrer actually lived in the community. So he celebrated his day of the cup at Orlando's, which is like a local pub that's close to us. So for me, I remember uh, one of my good friends, uh, and I'm going to give him a plug right now, Mo Sharara. Uh, one of my good friends, his dad was a photographer. And he was inside. And I remember I was young, like seven or eight years old. And he grabbed me and my brother and brought us in Orlando's and where all the Oilers were, um, you know, partying. And it was fantastic. So we took a picture with the cup and that's one of my fondest memories for sure. That's good stuff, Matt. We really appreciate you giving us some time. Quick plug for everyone out there. Go follow their social media, Y-E-G underscore burger, and go grab a Gagne burger with the Nation package even before the month is up. It's all going to a great cause. Thanks for your time today, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, you, Matt. Thanks, you, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Uh, I, I got to jump in here and just say I've had the Sam Gagne burger, and it's delicious. Yes, it, it was when I looked at all the ingredients, I was like, how is this all going to come together? And then I went and had it, and it was unreal. So uh, good work on that. Good good work, Sam, being such a culinary genius. I hope you do become a, a, a burger chef when uh, your career is over, to, to, much to Shomer's chagrin. Uh, but go support Yank Burgers tomorrow uh, for that great deal. It is the good. 100%. Thanks again for your time, Emad. Always appreciate it. Uh, all right, so we had Wanye and Chalmers dip out during that interview, but that's all good. I loved his story about Grant Fear there. I know I was, I was nervous oh, uh, asking it because I was like, oh, man, I'm kind of putting him on the spot here, but he had that one ready to go. Oh, I don't think that's a memory you forget. So no. he's, he's fortunate to have something pretty crazy like that happen to him. So that's super cool to hear. It's just like one of those things, too. Like, as he was saying that story, my first thought was when you're a kid like that and you get the ability to interact with an oiler who obviously looks larger than life to you when you're that age, that will lock you into a fandom for life. And it's cool that he got to have that experience. It was kind of like uh, our... Again, I, I know I pump Carnival of Champions all the time, yeah. but like going to that when I was a kid, interacting with Doug Waite, shooting phone pucks at Fred Brathwaite, all of that stuff locked me in as an Oilers fan for the rest of my life. Yeah, man, 100%. You even tell the story about, uh, you know, getting a chance. It was Bill Ranford, right? When you'd go wait in the bowels of Rexall Place for autographs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And he just, he just spent a, I said it a couple of weeks ago in the podcast, he, he spent a couple minutes and to me, it felt like an eternity. It was probably 30 seconds if we're being honest, but that him spending two minutes pretending like he actually cares about what I was talking about as a seven-year-old kid, it that's, that's forever stuff. You'll never forget it. Uh, we're on the topic of, uh, the Oilers and doing good work in the community. So I want to give some love to Ethan bear. This is something we had, up at the nation right now. He lends his voice to the hashtag protect our elders campaign. Uh, it's really cool. The full story is up on the nation. We've sent it out on our socials as well, right? Begged milk. That's correct. Yep. You bet. Ethan bears done a great, like he's so young in his career and he takes on a lot of responsibilities like this, that he by no means has to, but it's great to see him step up in the community like this. Um, a lot of Oilers getting involved with good local initiatives over the past few months, which is great to see. Um, and now hopefully this team gets a chance to do some damage in the playoffs as well. I feel like they're doing a good job of building up some solid karma here. Maybe they're, uh, it'll, it'll come back in the way of solid calls in the postseason. Oh, you know, hey, you got to appease the hockey god, so yeah. support your community, and, and uh, hopefully that, that comes back in spades and gets us uh, a deciding bounce in a game-clinching uh, series or and just, a series-clinching game. Just a note before we move on, uh, on the Ethan Bear and the Protect Our Elders initiative, um, there is a contest. Include, the link's all included in the article. It's up on OilersNation.com. For kids to win a chance to have a Zoom call with either Ethan Bear or Zach Whitecloud, as an example, from the, uh, from the Vegas Golden Knights. So really cool kind of initiative here. And they're also being very generous with their time. So if you've got some kids that are interested, definitely go and enter the contest. 
do it up. Again, links on OilersNation.com. It's under the quick hits menu uh, on the top or in the j- just under the headline part of the website. Jay, we didn't get a chance to talk to you about this last week, but with the playoff format being locked in, if it happens, Oilers going to be taking on the Blackhawks. Does that scare you at all to go up against a team with uh, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith? So, it, okay. Kind of like, and, and I don't want to, and I just want to kind of get it out there and then focus back on the positive. So, you know, this is a veteran team, except for the blue lines, kind of a little bit, des- well, it's kind of half young, half veteran now. Um, but we're asking uh, these veteran guys um, who haven't had to, to, you know, have the, the, the wear and tear of a regular season for two months now to try to put it together in a short, like for a short period of time. That to me is a bit of a concern because, you know, uh, and, and, and I kind of just want to leave it at that. Like, you know, they don't, they, they're not beat up. They're not bruised. They're not tired. They're not this. And yes, they're older. Um, but I think, you know, having this rest is actually a bit to their advantage. Um, and I just, like I said, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm pumped. The Oilers are not getting a buy. I think it's fucking perfect that they play, um, in the, uh, in, in in the on the uh, in the play in side, uh, just because it'll get their playoff legs underneath them, and I think that'll be a competitive advantage going into the next series versus their uh, the, their competitor there. So, uh, yeah, a little bit scared, but more so on the positive. Like, also Connor McDavid has got two more months of healing; his knee is now better. Leon, you know, these guys that maybe had some bumps and bruises, Nuge, who can get kind of wear and tear. Uh, kind of weigh them down a little bit. It's going to have that under it. So, like, it's also to our advantage, too. So, I'm pumped to, to see what happens uh, and how we uh, hopefully are shot out of a cannon to, to play that first round. I, you know, I'm looking at it is I hope that guys like Connor and Leon and Nuge um, use this play-in series. As, it kind of puts a chip on their shoulder. Do you know what I mean? Where when things shut down, they were in second place in the Pacific. They had a 93% chance of making the playoffs. And now they have to do this play-in series before they quote-unquote officially make the dance or whatever the fuck we're calling it. Huh. I hope it pisses them off and we see them go nuclear. Because if any two dudes can do it, it's the guys who have won three of the past four Art Ross trophies. Hell yeah. yeah. And a big congratulations to Leon on winning the Art Ross Trophy now that that's all official. The one thing I'll say, if I take my Euler fandom out of this and just look at this series from a hockey perspective, I think it has a chance to be wildly entertaining. Like, I would be surprised if we got a 6-5 game somewhere in there just because the Blackhawks' blue line isn't great. Corey Crawford is inconsistent at best at this point in his career. And with the Oilers, again, like Koskinen and Smith, they've had a few stinkers in their time. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get some high-scoring games, and win or lose, I think it'll be entertaining, to say the least. I well, can't wait to see playoff Leon again. Oh, God, yeah. I love him. But the only concern I really have, to be honest, Tyler, is goaltending. It's yeah. just, And I don't think that Oilers fans are the only ones that would have those concerns. It's just, if you haven't played hockey in three, four months by the time they actually get back on the ice, everybody's going to be rusty. So we're in for some sloppy hockey. And that's what I mean. Like, the Oilers have every reason to be concerned about their goaltending, but so does a team like the Hawks. So it's, uh, oh man, it'll be a ton of fun. I was looking through this series a little bit today, and uh, they're like Calgary, Winnipeg, as much as I hate the Flames, that's going to be oh. must-watch TV. That series is going to be killer. Oh yeah, I, Calgary is in top. They're in top because uh, Winnipeg's got playoff meat, if you know what I'm saying. So they're going to get pushed around. And they have the potential Vesna Trophy winner between the pipes as well. Maybe we should, uh, you know what we should do before it starts up again? We should get uh, our good friend Brock Sagan on from Daily Faceoff. Get him to do like a nice preview with us. 100%. There you go. Look at oh, yeah, and I, I talked to Brock the other day too. He is just itching for things to get yeah. back going again. I remember when we had him on last summer and he was talking about I think we were even talking to him about this off the air but he was like yeah it gets like you know a little tough during the season it's five o'clock to always be going and updating the goalies and making sure the power play lines are right but man I'm sure that guy wants nothing more than to be interrupted during dinner to update the starting goalie of like the Pittsburgh Penguins on a Tuesday night thousand percent and also he's tired of losing to his misses in the Olympics that they're doing the intramural (laughs) Olympics that they're doing in his yard all right uh (laughs) Wanye and uh, Chalmers already dipped out, but Bag Milk, Jay, thanks for sticking around. Thanks to Emad from Yegg Burger as well. 
Boys, have a good weekend. We'll talk again on Monday. When? Oh, are we teasing the special guest? Oh. Or should we just say he is one of the most recognizable Oilers fans on the planet? Oh, that's that's big, but sure. Uh, I think big, he is, though. There's big, pumping tires. Big, I like big, that. Big, 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 big get for us. We're going to be pumped to interview this person on Monday, <laughs> and I hope you guys will enjoy. Um, fuck, check him out on iTunes. That's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah put yeah. the song in my heart. That's all I know. Okay, I think we probably gave it away, but that's where we're going to end the podcast on a bit of a teaser because that's what good podcasts do. Thanks for your time, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Episode 182 of the Real Life Podcast is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.